TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever. Yes, every day, TrueCar users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Some features aren't available in all states, but in just the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. So when you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com. You'll see upfront pricing information and you can lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Remember, every day, true car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money. Never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Welcome to the Solid Verbal. The Solid Verbal. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I've heard so many players say, well, I want to be happy. You want to be happy for a day? Eat a steak. It's that woo-woo! And now, Dan and Ty. Welcome back to the Solid Verbal. Ty Hildenbrandt here. Dan Rubenstein right on over there. SolidVerbal at gmail.com. Still the email address. This weekend, when you're watching... A paltry slate of week five games. Please do call us at 408 Verbal 1. 408 Verbal 1. That's 408 837 2251. Let us know what's on your mind from your tailgate, from the couch in your living room, from your basement. Where else do you watch football, Dan? From the bar? Outdoor in your backyard if you've got a, a cool TV or projector set up. From the um, hammock? Did you say basement? I said basement. Yeah, you said basement. I've never had a basement in my life. Never I've had never, a basement. I've never lived in a house or apartment or anything with. I mean, there's a, a laundry basement. But in terms of having like a place to watch games or to just hang, I've never had a basement because there aren't. I think I guess weather wise, Los Angeles, you don't want a house crumbling on top of you during an earthquake. Right, right. That makes sense. Um, right. Uh, but no, never had a basement. So that's something I'd like to have someday if I'm living in a place that does that. Um, where else would you watch bar, living room, basement? There are some nicer or not nicer, but there are some hair cutteries yep. that have TVs. Sport clips. I hear that ad on the radio from time to time. Where do you get your hair cut? Get my hair cut at a, um, a local, I, you know, I think it's a salon for women. I don't know what it's considered for men. Right. I'm not getting anything above and beyond. I'm not getting frosted tips or anything like that. It's just they shampoo your hair. They do shampoo my hair. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. It's very underrated. How much you pay for that haircut? Twenty one dollars. OK. Tip okay. included there. Tip included. Yeah. So how much is it flat rate? Like 18, 19, somewhere in that range. Wow. OK. I'm not paying big city prices down here, Dan. I understand that. I understand. OK. But I think that's the way to go. You want you want your shampoo. You want somebody who is uh, a nicer place. You want you want to be presentable. Facebook fan cred and Twitter. Find us in all of those locales. Do interact. We do enjoy it. We've got a bunch to get through tonight, Dan. What do you think looking through uh, the week five games? Uh, I thought there is not all that much. There is not. I'm, I'm 
would have been excited for Thursday night's UCLA ASU should Taylor Kelly have been playing uh, for ASU and not be injured. Yeah. Other than that, Arkansas Texas A&M appears to be interesting. Appears to, if we're fully going to believe Arkansas has uh, now has the ability to play consistently. Well, they looked very good last week. Tennessee, Georgia, I don't think will be all that interesting. Stanford, Washington could be marred by some offensive ugliness on both sides. Um, this, I mean, that's sort of the pessimist view. I think Cincinnati, Ohio State could be relatively interesting. I know the line went up from about 14 to 16 Ohio State. Yeah. So people feeling confident in uh, in the, uh, what are they, the Buckeyes? The Buckeyes, yeah. They're still the Buckeyes? They okay. are, they are uh, nuts. Yes. So outside, I mean, you have tech Oklahoma state, obviously is it Georgia state or Georgia Southern that we've been tweeted 10,000 times is playing tomorrow night. I believe it'd be Georgia state, Georgia state. Okay. So there's or Georgia that. Southern. I don't know. I mean, let's assume I'm picking one state. of the two and hoping I'm right. Uh, yeah, not the greatest week, but I think it's one of those weeks where it, it always seems like the week where we're like, well, there are no good games that will mean anything. That's when craziness tends to strike. That's when it's like NC State's up 28-17 at the beginning of the fourth quarter in Florida State. That's that's not a normal thing, right? Stuff like that. And by the way, NC State is 4-0. Um, this is true, but only by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. Let's true. get to some breaking news, though. Please. Did Charlie Strong just dismiss you? Charlie Strong did not just dismiss oh. me. I want to start here. Yeah. This news came to us a little earlier in the week, Dan. Mm -hmm. Did you know to get some free tickets to Minnesota, Michigan, <laughs> all you needed to do was buy a few Coke products, Dan. Thanks, Mean Joe. Buy yeah. a few Coke products. Now, Michigan, the institution, very quickly rescinded this offer. They said there was a miscommunication from on high, that this promotion was never supposed to go live. But if you were one of the lucky few to actually get in there, buy your bottles of Coke, buy your bottles of Diet, uh, Diet Coke, Coke Zero, <laughs> what have you. Right. The tickets you received in return will be honored at Michigan Stadium. You could only assume honored on StubHub as well, because if you're one of the lucky few to get those tickets, if you're in college, you need money. Those, my friends, represent free money on some ticketing service online. I was quick to make some jokes about this. <laughs> you weren't online at the time. Otherwise, no. you would have. What were your initial impressions of this move as the weird gets weirder in Ann Arbor, Michigan? I'm willing to believe I'm willing to willing to suspend disbelief and believe that an accident occurred on some level. Some sort of miscommunication happened. Things like that do happen. But the Michigan Athletic Department is a big place. And at big places, big corporate places, because Michigan football, along with any other major athletic department, these are big businesses. There is a chain of command. Things have to pass through people's desks and emails and get approvals to go live and are double checked and triple checked and for spelling and typos and links work and all these things. I'm willing to believe that some intern accidentally posted something that was meant to. It just seems like. That was probably supposed to go up and they didn't realize how awful it sounded. <laughs> That's that was my impression. Again, willing to believe otherwise, but things have to pass through chains of command to go up. Not that there are a ton of editors or something for that site, but even still. Oops, you're a big time programmer, at least used to be. Yeah, I mean, 
you could argue the whole Dave Brandon era, the AD mm. at Michigan. You could argue that whole thing has been a giant miscommunication. Do you mean the redacted era? <laughs> the redacted yeah. era, right. Yeah. You remember when he was first hired a couple years ago? Yeah. Pizza I re- hire. I remember thinking it was going to be interesting yeah. because he was the former CEO of Domino's. Mm-hmm. All right, which is great. They've got the pizza tracker online. They've got the app. Have you ever used that thing? No, I do. Since I moved to New York, I've had I don't, I'm no requirement for for Domino's. Oh, it's superior fan- pizza here. The app is fantastic. Is it a good app? I the app makes that. the whole thing worthwhile. You can see I, the name of the person putting your pizza in the oven when it's set to arrive. It's a great the pizza tracker is revolutionary. Have you come to realize that certain people are better at making your pizza than others with this Domino's pizza tracker? For a while by my apartment, when I would order pizza on a Saturday night and be watching games. Right. It would be the same person making the pizza all the time until it wasn't. Who was it? I forget. It might have been like Raul. So it, okay. Whatever it was, it was the same I mean, name. We may have talked about this. But all continue. the time. And then it wasn't. Right. And the pizza didn't taste any differently. You know who it might be soon? It might be Brady Hoke. Oh, I was going to say Dave. <laughs> it might be Dave himself. Dave Brandon, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, the point is, look, he was CEO of Domino's, and that yeah. means... At a consumer facing company, you got to be good at promoting your brand, at selling your brand, at making the money, all the things that make you a good CEO. All those things are great and they're necessary if you want to be the AD of a major college football program. The -hmm. problem, though, is that there is another part of the job. Yeah. There's another half and you can't mask that other half with good marketing. Right. So the basketball program at Michigan is obviously very healthy. They've done well. Mm -hmm. The crown jewel is the football team. And right now that stinks. Right. It stinks. I think Dave Brandon gets fired. I think this is probably the nail in the coffin for him. I think as a result of that, Brady Hoke will be the next domino to fall. Mm -hmm. I feel badly for Michigan fans. I know we poke fun, but I think if you're a Michigan fan, you have to accept at this point that change is inevitable. Change is coming. Just ride it out, weather the storm and hope you're able to land a big name hire with your next move. Did you see who Ryan Nanny suggested on the shutdown full cast? I believe he suggested ex Atlanta Braves manager Bobby Cox. <laughs> He'd get ejected in the third quarter every other game for kicking dirt at a ref. Oh, I think yeah. that's the solution. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan football. Uh, Texas football kicked off somebody else. Kennedy I saw Estelle, that. Right I saw tackle, that. Um, which is not Totally unexpected after a suspension before the Alamo Bowl and then suspension earlier this season. Um, Florida State, man, seems like an awesome time to cover and follow Florida State football. I was going to say, we both have jobs and work 40 plus hours a week, yeah, which inherently means we've missed some news about Jameis Winston. Right. Things are breaking constantly yeah. about Jameis Winston. This latest thing is that there's a... An alleged extortion plot going on. The weird gets weirder down there. Yeah. Um, without knowing what exactly has happened, because I'm not sure a lot of people do, including Jameis Winston's lawyer. Right. But things have been made public and things have leaked. And there was a letter sent by Jameis Winston. Now, granted, this is the lawyer in the civil case, the settlement case, not the criminal case. Um, this is a different attorney than the criminal case, but it came out that the figure that was being negotiated, and this is alleged, was $7 million. Whether this is extortion or not, I can't speak to because I have no idea. Extortion is a very 
that's a, it's an accusatory term because at, these things are actually settled. Like there is there is a civil settlement, and extortion is not that. So there are accusations. Now it's on Twitter, and it's a whole PR strategy of the law firm to go after the accuser and the accuser's lawyer, and it's it's really all kind of gross and unseemly. And I, it's almost reached the point, and we've we've dealt with a lot of pretty awful Florida State fans. Yeah. It's gotten to the point where I now almost feel, I feel bad for not only the awful Florida State fans, but like the Florida State fans who are just like, I want to root for a good football team with with people on that team who don't seem awful and are involved or accused of awful things and keep doing things to paint themselves in an awful way. So I, man, I cannot wait to not talk about Jameis Winston when, when talking about Florida state football, which is otherwise like there are, there has to be another, like when watching game day last week, I don't know if you watched game day last week when they were in Tallahassee. Yeah. There was a super likable feature on Florida State's redshirt now sophomore kicker, Aguero. Yeah, like, who doesn't miss? Like that that stuff gets lost because of the dumb dumb playing quarterback. Can't there be more stories like Myron Roll or something? Yeah, it'd be nice. But, you know, and there are, and I'm you know, and this this happens with every team. There are probably there are assuredly great Baltimore Ravens and awesome Texas Longhorns, but like. Man, you screw things up for so many people by being just the worst. Yeah, well, I feel badly for the good stories on Florida State because they are sure. clearly being overshadowed by the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback who can't seem to keep his name out of the news. Right. And look, some people want to blame the media for it, and maybe there's some credence to that. But when excuse you're, me, Ty, the lamestream, the lamestream media. media. Excuse me. Yeah. But when you're in the spotlight like this. Yeah, you just you got to be smarter. And uh, right now is not a good time for him. I do think it's funny to see all like the, every single media outlet um, has gone to other like very outspoken players and former players to like give their two cents about like, hey, what would you say to Jameis Winston? And they're all like, you know, you got to grow up. You got to be more mature, blah, blah, blah. And they're all saying the similar things. I know Amir Abdullah and all these people and Vince Young spoke to somebody <laughs> like Jameis Winston gives a shit at all about what they have to say. It's hilarious. Yeah. If a tree falls in the forest, right? Right. Exactly. What does he care at this point? Uh, The other interesting note that I'll mention, and then we'll move on to games, I promise. Yes. There was a report that scouts think Jameis needs another year in college. Jameis is gone after this year, Dan. Yeah, he's long gone. He is gone after this year. Don't even bank on him being around for his redshirt junior year. There's no chance in hell. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think Florida State is like figuring out like, oh, maybe you should pack your bags in one of those efficient vacuum packed bags to save room. And they're thinking of options to help him pack. We'll order the car service. Yeah, we'll go to the crate store. We'll do we'll do everything. We we have like one of those like uh, flat rate box shipping things like we'll take care of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Week five. Damn. Time. Help. I need picks of the week. That man says help. We're going to give you some picks of the week, Dan. Yes. As I mentioned at the top of the show, a rather paltry slate of week five games. Mm -hmm. Not the greatest. It's really the calm-ish slate before next week's storm. Odd weeks haven't been the best. Have not been the best. Week six is going to be loaded for bear. There are some intriguing matchups, though. 
on Thursday, on Saturday. Let's start on Thursday, 10 p.m., Fox Sports 1. Mm-hmm. UCLA, a four-point road favorite mm-hmm. at Arizona State. Dan, this one opened at three, went up to five, now is down to four. Arizona yeah. State's quarterback, Taylor Kelly, has been ruled out of this game. He's got a right foot injury. Correct. Could not have come at a worse time for ASU as it enters what appears to be a very rough stretch of its schedule. UCLA at USC next week, then back home against Stanford. As you know, the MO on ASU, even before this game, was its lack of experience, particularly on defense. You would have to assume that's good news for UCLA. Yeah. Uh, if only UCLA had a consistent offense to take advantage of Arizona State's inexperienced defense, which they don't. UCLA has not been able to consistently run the ball. Brett Hundley has been has been up and down. I mean, they still have a game where they scored literally one offensive touchdown. And it yep. was against a, a pretty decent looking Virginia team, but still. In fairness, so, right? In fairness. In fairness. Well, this is another UCLA road game where have they scored more than let's see, what they didn't score more than twenty-five against Texas. They didn't score more than twenty-five against Virginia. So UCLA on the road, not the most promising thing. And now they go against a good Arizona State team, albeit a, a wounded one. Um, I think UCLA is good enough to win this game because I think there are more good players at more key spots. I don't really buy into it. I mean, even though Brett Hundley's playing and has practiced at, at full go, how scared is he going to be to take off with the ball with a bum elbow? That I think is going to be a thing, especially because they don't, I mean, they had an okay time on the ground. I think it was Paul Perkins who had a nice game against Texas, but consistently, I'm just going to say the word consistent over and over again. I don't trust UCLA to pull away from ASU. I think they win this game close. What is the spread you have down here? I have four. Yeah, I think they're good enough to win this game by six points. I think something like a a 24-18, 23-17. I'm not super confident in UCLA right now as as Hunley gets healthier and maybe as the line, the offensive line gels a little bit more, I just can't buy UCLA on any any sort of respectable level in a tough road place. It's a difficult week to pick against the spread. A lot of weird lines. Yeah. Um, A tough week to try and find a lock. Of all the games, I think we've got eight here. Right. This is one of the ones I would put near the top confidence-wise. And I think I favor UCLA by a lot. Not only is Kelly out, but this is an opportunity to play against a green defense to build some confidence along that offensive line. It hasn't been there this year or last year or the year before. Right. But I think this is a spot where UCLA can maybe get some momentum going. You know, as well as I, we've had fun taking jabs at UCLA this season, but I think I like them a lot here, even on a Thursday, even on the road. I think a big, big game from Brett Hundley. Wow. It's going to be a different UCLA team than the one we saw earlier this month. They got a new offensive line. UCLA wins going away 35-17, Dan. It it should also be noted with Arizona State, and it's they have a rebuilt offensive line as well. Not completely rebuilt, but a renewed one. Um, DJ Foster has been fantastic for the Sun Devils. Jalen Strong, we we saw flashes from him last year, has been very good this year. I'd like to see more vertical stuff from him. So Mike Bercovici, who steps in for Taylor Kelly, we don't know a ton about him, but he has weapons and he has a UCLA team across the field that you never fully know what you're going to get with. So there, I think there is a realistic shot that ASU 
wins this game outright, but I we're just gonna I can't believe you like UCLA a lot here. I love UCLA. That's here. crazy to me. Okay, but uh, I've got to go UCLA here. By the way, there's also like. a chance Todd Graham could be coaching Michigan by the end of this game. Also true. Also on the table. Moving on. Yeah. Let's go to Saturday, 12 mm. p.m. ESPN. George Bulldogs, a 17. Is that That's right? a lot of points. Wow. 17 points at home against Tennessee. We know the deal with Tennessee young on both the lines. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is a lot of points. Um, I don't know if I can rationally think up a way for the Vols to cover here. So it's a lot of points, but you think it's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not used to seeing 17 points between two name brand teams in the SEC. Right. Um, but still, Tennessee, just on the lines, scares me. I, maybe they can get their receivers going. They've got talent on the outside. I don't know. Yep. Um, um, continue. It's just, it's hard for me not to think that Todd Gurley finishes with like, 182 yards and three touchdowns and that Georgia wins by three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a reasonable assumption to make. I mean, Tennessee's plan is obviously going to be to make uh, Hudson Mason beat them and, and crowd the box to, to stop whoever is getting the ball, namely Todd Gurley and Tennessee hasn't really been at all good on offense. They can't run it really for anything. And passing is only a little bit better. Their defense has actually been surprisingly decent. They've been better against the pass and they have the run a lot of athleticism in the back seven. Uh, AJ Johnson's been there for 73 years. He's, he's an old, old man, but somehow spry enough to go sideline to sideline. Um, so I think Tennessee could keep it close for a little while. I just don't know if they have the experience depth in the front seven. Again, I like AJ Johnson to, uh, to not get worn down by Georgia, big John Theus, Todd Gurley, all those guys. So I think Georgia ultimately wins this game. I'm going to say 34 to 14, but I think it's going to be kind of a late scare to see if they cover. Yeah. I'm thinking like 38, 17, somewhere in wow. that range. Okay. Somewhere in that range. I like Georgia. Totally reasonable. All right. 3:30 CBS, Texas A&M. Really their first big game since that mm-hmm. opening week throttling of the home favorite the real usc right in Columbia, how South dare Carolina. you texas a&m a nine and a half point favorite mm-hmm. arkansas brett bielema oh that's so nice bird <laughs> the hogs coming yeah. to town they are upset minded yeah. and our chris the capper is as well let's have a listen arkansas plus 10 uh, against texas a&m the Hawks play a similar played a similar style a few weeks ago, uh, taking care of Texas Tech by 21 and running the ball a, an insane 68 times for over 430 yards. I'd expect a similar game plan this week against a uh, pretty high power A&M offense. Run the ball, shoot the clock up. The Aggies D still pretty mediocre at best, and I think Arkansas has the advantages in the trenches. We will control the clock and run the ball with some success. A&M way too overvalued right now at number six in the rankings. Remember, this is a team that Vegas had pegged at seven and a half wins in the win total just three weeks ago when the season began. Uh, so let's actually take Arkansas to spring the upset and beat the Aggies outright. We'll take Arkansas 41, Texas A&M 38. This game is in Jerry's world mm-hmm. in Dallas. The line opened at 15 and a half, Dan, and has come all the way down 
to nine and a half. Someone is clearly buying in on Arkansas. It may be Jerry Jones himself. Right. Here is a fun fact for you. And then I want to get your pick. Love fun facts. Can you name for me the top five offenses in the country, according to our friends over at Football Outsiders? Um, I'm going to assume Oregon is in there. That is correct. Hold on. Hold on. I have the bell. I can play the okay. bell. There you go. That's one. Yes. Um, after that first week, I'm going to assume A&M is in there. Two. Um, it feels right because I think this is the first week that Baylor plays an actual power five conference team that Baylor would be in there. Three for three. <sighs> You're better at this than picking games, by the way. Am I? Well, this is, I mean, these are just like year in and year out. These have been good offenses. Um, let me think who else there is. Um, I would say big week against West Virginia, big week against Florida, Alabama. Oh my God. That's one left. Five. One left. So I'm assuming you're going to say Arkansas, but that seems a little bit high to me. Um, I would say Georgia's probably right around there. I would say maybe Mississippi State. You get one right guess, there. there. You just get one. So I'm going to guess because you, you're talking about this now, it's Arkansas. Five for five. Look at this guy. Uh. Five for five. That's right. Here's the way it goes, according to Football Outsiders. Hit me. Oregon, Baylor, Arkansas third. Yeah, they had a very good week last week against NIU. A&M and Alabama. Now, Football Outsiders is more of an advanced metric. It isn't just yards per play, total yardage, right. total points. Right. It's a, it's it's opponent adjusted. Yeah. I mean, it's opponent adjusted, drive adjusted. They do all sorts mm-hmm. of funny math to try and figure out what they feel is the most efficient offense in the country. Certainly. Arkansas is third, Dan. They are a nine and a half point underdog against A&M. Who you got? Yeah. Uh, I'm taking A&M here, and this is one of those things where you're either buying Arkansas as a team that's taken two, three steps forward early on and not necessarily overreacting, but buying into what they, I mean, they kept it close against Auburn for a good amount of time, which is no easy task. And although that game had like sort of lightning issues, that was sort of wonky. Um, And then they've sort of laid waste to everybody else, including a Texas Tech team that granted lost everybody on defense, but was a bowl team last year, had some talent coming back on offense. So... I'm still, I'm going to buy, so you're either buying on that Arkansas or you're buying in on Texas A&M as an improved defensive team. I think they're improved. I don't want to overreact to their opponents, which haven't been great post-South Carolina. But I'm going to say that Texas A&M, if their front four can play well, because I'm still not completely buying the middle of the field and they, they still have a green secondary, the linebacking core has been up and down. I'm still going to say because of the explosion, even without Speedy Noyle, who's expected to miss this game, even without him, the depth of speed and talent and playmaking on offense, the fact that they have three very good options at running back and how good that offensive line is. I say Texas A&M eventually finds ways to run away with this. Arkansas secondary is actually not bad. They should be able to compete. I don't know how deep they are to deal with so many options from Texas A&M, but I'm going to say Texas A&M 38, uh, Arkansas, 23 and they cover that spread i think you're going to have elements of shootout early and then i think the defense has calmed things down okay so you're going a&m then yes i'm going a&m here yeah i mean i could see a&m by the way bombing arkansas by 50 that's definitely a possibility whenever a&m's at play i i do think though that i agree more with chris the capper 
as he said, we already know how Arkansas is going to play this one. We saw it a few yeah. weeks ago against Texas Tech. They're going to make AM stop the run. They're going to control the clock. It's a boring strategy by Brett Bielma, but it is sure. the right one yeah. against an AM front that's really young. It's mostly unproven. And it's something that Bielema has been doing since his days back at Wisconsin. This is something mm-hmm. he's good at. And I think that's the matchup to watch here. I also don't want to get too excited about that win over Texas Tech. Right. All right. It was a dominant performance. Certainly, you don't want to take anything away from Arkansas for that that's performance. What a decent team should do against that Texas Tech defense. Right. I don't think Texas Tech is all that great. And I think we're going right. to see that on Saturday night when they get lit up by Oklahoma State. Right. So I don't want to. I think that's Thursday night, but yeah. Thursday night. Excuse me. What did I say? Friday? Yeah. Why would I say Friday? I know. It's either Friday. Yeah. It's definitely Thursday. Is this a Big East game? Okay. <laughs> the other thing not to lose sight of. I don't know what that is, Ty. Right. The other thing you shouldn't lose sight of is the fact that AM bombed South Carolina. Yeah. Again, but week one. A week one game, but it's that's still a team that could yeah. that could well win the SEC East. And because of that, like Chris said, I think AM is way way overvalued wow in this game i think a&m wins the game but it would not surprise me if it didn't if arkansas can avoid the turnovers if they can run the ball effectively and right. play the same way they did against texas tech this one's really close this one is a&m 38 arkansas 33 when the final gun goes off the big concern i have with arkansas at this point because i am I am buying them as a team that has really taken a step forward and their schedule is impossible. They're going to finish with a a worse record than they actually are. Sure. Um, Is they don't have that vertical threat that they had for so long under Petrino. Um, They don't have that vertical threat that they can count. They don't have that quarterback. I don't think that they can count on Brandon Allen has been fine, but there are teams that can get out of third and eight. And I don't think Texas A&M will consistently put Arkansas on third and eight, but if the hogs should find themselves in that situation, that's a, that's a difficult thing for me to buy is, is that vertical threat that get open in the second level threat. I just, I'm worried about that for Arkansas right now. They'll get there. And they had that. I mean, Brett Bielema had that to a certain degree with his, with his tight ends with obviously Jared Aberderis. They don't have that at Arkansas. They, yet. they do not have that at Arkansas and they don't have a reliable quarterback at Arkansas. They just right. don't. I mean, so that's what concerns me in, on a big stage like Jerry's World, like Texas A&M, who, yeah. who is going to force you to score points to beat them. They won't stop you a ton, but you are going to have to keep up. That, that's why I say if, a, if Arkansas, excuse me, can play its game, if yeah. they can run the ball, control the clock for whatever, 45 minutes, 40 minutes like they did against Tech. Um, if they can play that game and not be reliant upon the passing game in third and eight, third and ten. Right. If they're able to do that and not turn the ball over, I think this one's close. However, if not, I could see Arkansas getting bombed by 50. But I, I kind of like Arkansas here. I'm going to say they lose this game, but it's a close one, a fun one to watch, 38-33. Yeah, Amari Cooper had more yards last week than Arkansas's leading receiver has had all year long. I believe it. I believe it. Arkansas is not a passing team, and they're not yeah. going to try to act like they are a passing team. Sure. They are what they are. Yep. 415 on Espen Stanford on the mm. road an eight point favorite. Wow. Yeah. Against the Washington Huskies are Chris the capper going double barrel lock action this week. Let's have a listen. Let's take Washington plus seven and a half at home against Stanford. Really like what Chris Peterson has done to date with this Washington team. Uh, Huskies four and 
playing with a lot of confidence. Not sold completely yet on Stanford being a top 15 or 20 team this year. Uh, Shaw, no doubt, has done a remarkable job with the Cardinal in years past. However, I think Stanford lacks the explosiveness on offense this year. The Huskies have also covered two straight against Stanford, including an outright, outright win two years ago in Husky Stadium. And I think the Huskies win this one outright as well. Let's take Washington to win 24-20. to 20. Wow, he's going Washington outright. Dan, this game opened at four and a half. Yep. It has now jumped all the way to eight. Mm-hmm. And you know I love Chris. Yeah. Chris has been with us for, gosh, it's probably four years now. Mm-hmm. I disagree with every point he mentions in his you message. You disagree. Every single point. Every single point. Is Sorry. Washington playing with confidence? Because at last uh, check, they were struggling against Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They were struggling against Georgia State last mm-hmm. week. They almost lost to Eastern Washington. Is that is that other, the portrait of other confidence? Than those, other than those three games, though. Washington has been rock solid. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot to be worried about if you're a Washington fan. Obviously, the first game, Siler Miles was not playing their their starting quarterback, and sure. Jeff Lindquist, who is now sort of a spot duty coming in and sort of offering a, a running change of pace kind of option for Stanford. But um, Stanford started. I mean, do you have a favorite touchdown from the the first week that Washington had last week <laughs> against <laughs> against Georgia State? I there are too many for me to pick from. So, yeah, uh, I don't have that. Yeah, the the Illinois win was nice. Um, Siler Miles has kind of a wonky throwing motion. I know you're big on throwing motions and pop gun arms. His arm is fine, but kind of a wonky motion. And against this Stanford defense, that's a little bit worrisome. Um, I am going Stanford here. I'm not crazy about this pick. Washington's a very tough place to play. I really like, I mean, I am over the moon about Washington's defensive line. They're leading the nation in sacks. Danny Shelton is ridiculous. I wish I knew how to pronounce the name of the other guy who's been ridiculous on the defensive line in getting to the quarterback. So that's an important thing. That matchup between the the Washington defensive line and Stanford's offensive line, I feel like we'll decide this game. I, I want to see David Shaw be creative in big spots because there will be big spots. I feel like this game is going to be back and forth. I would just, I would just like to see this Washington team play well against good competition. And the fact that they play down to bad competition has me worried. I'm going to go Stanford here to win by a touchdown on the road. Again, not crazy about this pick. And you shouldn't be crazy about my picks in general, I'm given not. my record this year. I'm but. Not. I think I think Stanford takes this game 24-17. I think it's back and forth. I think they score late and win it. Okay, so the line is eight. You're taking Washington? Okay, so open at four and a half. So I, I was taking them. So I'm taking Washington to barely cover, but I think, I think Stanford's a touchdown better. Okay. Well, this to me feels like a mismatch for two reasons. The first is something I already mentioned. They've mm-hmm. been sluggish to start games. Georgia State, Hawaii, throw Eastern Washington in there if you want. Mm-hmm. You can't start that way against Stanford and expect no. to win. There's no chance. Secondly, oh yeah, Stanford. If you go down fourteen nothing to Stanford, that's sort it's over, of it. right? Yeah. It's over. You're not going to be able to get away with it like you did right. last week. Secondly, Ty Montgomery is going to have a monster game. I have huge doubts about the Washington secondary. Mm-hmm. Just in general, the Marcus Huskies Peters is great, but after that, oof. In general, the Huskies' ability to defend the pass, mm-hmm. and you know, you can say what you want about lacking creativity on offense, and you're right. You're 100 percent right. Do you have the the Price is Right music handy? um, I have the the losing horn. Okay, you have the losing horn. Yeah. I'm just going to just give you a phrase, and you decide whether or not you want to play that or not. Yeah. Stanford's red zone offense. We can play. 
it's it's acceptable yeah. to play it in that situation. Right. That's all I had. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all I had. Fair enough. Yeah. I I liked Kevin Hogan in that USC game. It wasn't yeah. all on him. I thought he looked really sharp. He was really mobile outside the pocket. Right. I think Kevin Hogan has a big game, and I think it's- and we like Kajust, and we like Ty Montgomery, and we like the uh, the the tight end options. The running backs in the line are still not completely gelling, but yeah, I think I think we agree there. I think Ty Montgomery and Kevin Hogan single handedly beat Washington here. Stanford wins this one. 28-13. It's not until later that they pull away. Right. I have no confidence in Washington at all. You can tell me until you're blue in the face what Washington's record is against the spread against Stanford over the last six years. Mm-hmm. Does not matter to me. This is a new coaching staff, a bunch of new players, different mentality, and they have struggled this year. They have not looked good in the early goings. If right. they go down early, it's going to be tough for them to come back. Stanford pulls away late and wins this one 28 You have a score? 28-13 on the road at Husky Stadium. Is this at night? This one is at 4-15. Okay, so it'll end at night, but wow. Okay, fair enough. All right. 4-15 Eastern or 4-15 Pacific? 4-15 Eastern. Oh, okay, so it's a it's an afternoon game. Afternoon oh, game. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's get a word from our sponsors on the flip side. We'll be right back here. Talk some more games. Because sometimes you need a little fun with your sports. It's not a sports show. This is a me show. The Steve Zavid Show from Yahoo Sports Radio. Sally, how soon before Scott's daughter Instagrams her? Sports talk with fun and frivolity. Are you out of your mind? I'm not talking about a sports show. God, I sound terrible, don't I? Oh, excuse me. Hello and welcome. Take three. Listen to the Steve Zavid Podcast on Podcast One. Just search Zavin. C-Z-A-B-A-N. I got carried away. I'm very sorry. All right, Dan, tonight's show brought to you by FanDuel.com. Yes. F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Dude, that checks out. Your spelling is 100% correct. Have you tried FanDuel yet? I have tried FanDuel, and it's cr- like it, it reminds me of the old ESPN, like the, the salary cap game yep. with fantasy baseball. Yep. And you could, that was like once, I mean, that was a bunch of games that you had to go with that before you could change it. This is once a week. Every week is a new team. I have a problem in regular fantasy football where my guys all get hurt. Like I was a beast in fantasy football. Right. Until about seven years ago when we started doing this show. And let, let the record show that you yourself played through pain as an athlete. I played through much pain as an athlete. Yeah. So, I'm playing through pain now as I was in a softball tournament last weekend and at my ripe old age have yet to heal from my wounds. So you expect the same of your year long fantasy teams and that they're not coming through for you. Year long fantasy teams have been a giant bust. Mm-hmm. Used to be really good at fantasy sports. I think FanDuel is probably the way for me to go now. If you haven't joined yet, you need to change that. Start turning those skills with a Z <laughs> yeah, into obviously. real cash every single Weekend, you've heard the stories, guys like Joe Watson turning a $50 deposit into 30 grand in two weeks playing fantasy football. Certainly that is an exception. It's not Mm -hmm. exactly the rule, but the point is that you can make real money very quickly if Mm -hmm. you're good enough to play at FanDuel.com. Again, the money's real. Entrance fees for some of these games start at just $1. And of course, there is no season-long commitment. So if a guy snaps a leg, rips a knee, not the end of the world, get back on the horse. Move on. And try again. Here is the call to action, boys and girls. 
FanDuel.com. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Microphone in the top right corner. Use the promo code VERBAL, V-E-R-B-A-L. The new user special is ending soon. They're going to match your first deposit dollar up to 200 bucks. 200 free dollars is waiting for you if you so desire. Offers only good for the first 50 folks that sign up using the promo code VERBAL. That's V-E-R-B-A-L. The website, one last time, is FanDuel.com, F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, Dan. Yeah, and to quote Angels in the Outfield, it could happen. It could happen, yeah. It could happen. Yeah, it almost happened for me. I've tried it a few times. I've finished Mm -hmm. second, third, somewhere in that range. There it is. Check them out, FanDuel.com. All right, let's move on. Let's go to... Let's go to Ohio State. Let's do that. Cincy, big game. It's the battle for the Ohio State championship. Is that what it is? I don't know. All right. The platinum shillelagh. That's it. (laughs) Ohio State, 16-point favorites at home against Cincinnati. They're in-state rival. Yep. Did you know, Dan, that there are not actually any Bearcats in the state of Ohio? I don't think the Bearcat... There's there's another word for that animal, but it's not Bearcat. There's no such thing that's actually, I don't think, known as an actual bear cat. The species is indigenous to South and Southeast Asia. Okay. So there may be some type of bear cat in captivity at the Columbus Zoo. Right. With Jack Hanna. Right. Certainly none wandering the streets of Akron. True story about Cincinnati. After many decades of life, I'm now in my fourth decade of life, my 30s. I have just now gained the confidence to spell Cincinnati correctly consistently. (laughs) I've been misspelling like spell check has and Cincinnati. The word have been really the bane of my existence for quite some time this week, though, with as much as I've been writing the word Cincinnati, I feel good. C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I. Yeah. So it's the sins are building the N and then the double N and the single T. Yeah. It's taken a while. This is why I work in sports, Ty. Yeah. Well, good for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I am laying the points here. In Are a you big really? way, I think Ohio State kills Cincinnati. Coming off a bye. I think they do it by running. They're going to run left, run right, run directly at the Cincinnati front. I think that in and of itself is probably good for four touchdowns. Um, I, I trust that the Ohio State defense is able to pressure and annoy Gunner Keel. It may not be mm-hmm. a shootout, but his name's Gunner, so... Gunner Keel, we need to play that music for him. Um, we may only be previewing this game because it involves my boy Gunner Keel, by the way. Been way too long since we talked Gunner Keel. Right. Um, I, I need to see more before I'm willing to just blindly trust him. I, I feel like there is a little Rex Grossman in Gunner Keel that when he gets pressured, he's just going to gun it up there. And I don't think that's a winning formula against Ohio State. I still think it's a, a fairly decent defense. I think Ohio State wants to try and make a statement. They win comfortably here, 42 to 21. I think Ohio State would love to make a statement. I just wish that statement was, we have an offensive line and a quarterback we believe in. And I don't know if they can say that right now. Uh, Cincinnati, by the numbers, efficiency-wise, has been pretty average. But you don't really know what you'll see from them because they didn't even play the first two weeks of the season. So their numbers mean even less than everybody else's. Um, 
the good news for Cincinnati and their pretty subpar pass defense is that Ohio State probably won't be able to take advantage of that consistently because JT Barrett is just so raw. And if you get him on the run, he's probably not completing that pass. But Cincinnati's defense is certainly not Virginia Tech's defense. But I think Gunnar Keel and Cincinnati should be able to score a little bit to keep this close. I don't know if it's as much of a shootout as that sound would imply, but I'm going to say Cincinnati covers the spread here, but ultimately loses again with Cincinnati. You could be getting any number of like three to five different Cincinnati teams. So I I think if Cincinnati is able to at least flush JT Barrett from the pocket and their defensive front isn't the worst, but it's not as bad as their back four. um, I like Ohio state here. 31 21. Okay. So by 10. Yeah. All right. That's what, that's where I'm, I'm feeling. Ohio state wins outright, but since he keeps it close enough, 7 PM on ESPN, this is a good game. And I hope everybody's writing down my picks because if I haven't expressed it yet, this episode, I am the surest thing in college football picking. If everything you've ever picked or felt was wrong, the opposite mm-hmm. would have to be right. And that's where I, come it in. has to be. That's where I come in. Make money. Bet against me. 7 p.m. on ESPN. Yeah. South Carolina. Mm. Hosting. Mm. Missouri. It's an SEC East showdown. I'm quoting Steve Spurrier here. The embarrassment that is South Carolina football. The line is five and a half in favor of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier that given this slate of games, I didn't feel like I had much feel for any of the games. And uh, UCLA was one of the ones I was more confident in. Mm hmm. I would give this one a zero on a confidence scale if I could. I just, I have no feel for this game. I don't know how I should feel about South Carolina or Missouri in this case, Dan. Yeah, coming off of two really disappointing weeks, it was probably more disappointing when you lose to Indiana than when you sort of embarrass yourself early against Vanderbilt and give up two kick returns for touchdowns as South Carolina did. I still have very little in the way of confidence here. I'd like, I'm going to go with the home team. What's the, what are the final spread? Uh, I've got it at five and a half here. So I'm, I'm going to go South Carolina because they're playing at home because I think there are things that are correctable from last week. And because Mizzou is dealing with issues of their own and not just the losing to Indiana thing, because Indiana is a decent enough team. They have playmakers on offense. They're going to probably surprise somebody else during their Big Ten slate. Uh, It's the fact that on both the offensive and defensive lines, Missouri is dealing with turnover. Marcus Golden was a late scratch last week. They've got a couple guys in the offensive line, at least one, I want to say, guard who's out for the season. They've just been beat up there and their offense really looked decidedly average against Indiana. I saw some stat that like 40% of their plays went for no gain or one yard. That's not a thing I like going into Columbia, South Carolina with that awful like techno song from 2000. Yeah. Uh, it's got like a sandstorm. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to go South Carolina here. I like Maddie mock. I like Dylan Thompson. I think it's a bit of a shootout. I'm not going to take the points in the case of a shootout because that's just logic that has gotten me really low in the standings in the pick'em league. So I'm going to go South Carolina here. I think they're eight points better, eight or nine, somewhere in there. So I'm going to say 34-25. 34-25 would not constitute a shootout. Uh, it could be for a little while. Can I play like half the music? Yeah, do half of it. I'll just cut it there. Cut it. Just cut it. Cut it midstream. I'm going to take Missouri here. I, I like... South Carolina's players more, but I still hate their pass defense. 
I yeah, hate as it. you should. And they're you know what? Their front four is not all that good. They're not. Um, no pressure on Matty Mock. A shaky pass defense. I think maybe we see a little Mocktober in September here. Wow. Yeah. Can um, I give you a name we should be talking about more in this game? Please. The Pharaoh. Pharaoh oh, Cooper. Pharaoh Cooper. For South Carolina. We, we've spoken a lot of Mike Davis. We've spoken a lot of, you know, Demir Bird, Shaq Rowland, these guys that have been consistently good. Pharaoh Cooper is one of those weapons that he's he's almost at the point. If he can do it more consistently. Remember when Reggie Bush had that, like, the, the spot arrow following him around if he was in motion? Yeah. They've done that with a bunch. DeAnthony Thomas had that. Uh, players that are just dangerous with the ball in their hands that line up different places. Pharaoh Cooper is slowly approaching that. Also, if he turns out to be something special, we can steal mm-hmm. some music from the Ten Commandments. Absolutely, we can. That would be fun. I um, like that. All right. I'm not buying much into Missouri losing last week against Indiana. It was just a terrible home loss. Okay. I think Mizzou is fired up for this one. SEC opener. Um, tight game. Let's say South Carolina wins, but 35-31-ish. Okay. So I'm going to say Missouri covers this one. So we disagree. We do disagree. Let's move on. 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox where the fun is. Yes. Baylor traveling to Iowa State. A 21 point road favorite. As I mentioned before, Baylor's got the offense. Football outsiders got them number two Mm -hmm. on offense thus far. God, they've killed every huge team in the country. Continue. Yeah, there's just no way <laughs> Iowa State can win this game. Not not in my eyes. It's going to take a Baylor Clemsoning right for something like that to occur. But with that said, you know, Paul Rhodes has a history of making these games way closer than they should be. Certainly. So, I don't know if maybe it'll be culture shock for Baylor to play a Power 5 team after mopping up on the little sisters of the poor. Right. Um Maybe Sam Baller Richardson. I've decided that's what his B stands God. for. Maybe oh, he'll baller? be able to pass on. Yes, Baller. Okay, fair enough. Maybe he'll be able to pass on the Baylor secondary, uh, which is a little inexperienced. That's the only chance of a cover here. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen through the air and probably through the uh, the back door. Which sounds funny, but it's I true. was going to say, yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of you saying through the back door. <laughs> That that has thrown me off. Yeah, I think Baylor wins this game. I think they win it relatively big. You know, aims at night against a ranked team is always a little bit scary. And of course, Iowa State gave kick Kansas State everything they could handle. Yeah. Also lost to a good North Dakota State team. But once again, a team that is FBS on the FBS level, just not an FBS team. They beat Iowa, which I think we think Iowa is decent, if not awfully boring. Um, there's just nothing dynamic enough for me to believe in what's once again this spread is 21, 21 and even 21. 21 yeah i think i think at this point baylor and bryce petty it, i mean some depends on bryce petty and his ability to to maintain health on the road he could get hit and go down and this team could stagnate they, they've gotten good play from the back of at the quarterback spot so i'm still gonna say baylor here and i'm gonna say 47 to 17 yeah i like baylor here i I'm intrigued by the pageantry of Ames at night. Absolutely. Oh, man, that's a we should isolate intrigued by the pageantry. I'm intrigued by Iowa State at home at night against a big opponent. Right. I think back to 2011 
when Iowa State knocked off Oklahoma State. That obviously mm-hmm. changed the landscape in college football in that night. Mm-hmm. It shaped who the national championship game featured. Um, Iowa State beating Nebraska. Yeah, there's all sorts of instances. Yeah, I just, I can't do it. I'm going to say Baylor wins this one by 28. Okay, so we're right on the agree path. We are. Okay. Our final game this evening before we move on. 8 p.m. ABC. Notre Dame. Neutral site game at MetLife Stadium. Indiana's team. 12-point favorites against the Syracuse Orange, Dan. I only have one sound Western New York's team. It's a trap. It's a trap. So listen, I promise you this is not an attempt at a reverse jinx. Right. Notre Dame this year, as they were two years ago, Mm -hmm. is extra prone to a look ahead, extra prone to a letdown. So here's a tip for all the verballers listening. You still have time to go out to our pick'em pool at funofficepools.com. Certainly. At funofficepools.com, they take the opening line and they use that as the number for you to pick with or against. Mm-hmm. Currently, that number sits in our pool at 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. Please take this opportunity. Take it from me. If you get it wrong, you can blame me. That's fine. Right. Go out there now. Accept this free play of Syracuse plus 14 and a half with my compliments. That is the play there. Notre Dame's offense is humming right now. Mm -hmm. I've read a lot about how they scored at least 30 in each of their first three games. Right. Notre Dame ultimately wins this game, if only because they've got Everett Golson. He'll probably have a huge day on the ground through the air. The combination, though, of Notre Dame being in a look ahead spot. Again, they play Stanford next week. With Syracuse having what I think is a pretty good running game. And, oh, yeah, they can they can move the ball on the ground. You know, they've got Terrell Hunt, who's a nice quarterback. I like Terrell mm-hmm. Hunt a lot. I think this game is closer than you'd expect. Plus, it's a neutral site game in North Jersey. Right. I I think Notre Dame wins the game like 31-21. I, I think it's one of those games where you look at it if you're not a Notre Dame fan and say, oh, look, they're overrated. They, they should be blowing Syracuse out and right. uh, Syracuse is within three in the third quarter. This is going to be a maddeningly close game. A neutral site game against a team that can both run and do a pretty good job stopping the run. They're not horrible, Dan. Right. Their front has been pretty good and their ability to keep the ball moving on the ground has been very good. And Terrell Hunt is that guy that is the, the ringleader, but they've got three people, including Hunt, that have that have moved the ball consistently well. So, yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a game Notre Dame is full, even though they had the week off last week. That weird NFL stadium neutral site. I'm going to say Syracuse. They're not good enough to win outright, but I think it might be even closer than you say. Okay. I think it, it feels like every year I get one of those games where I get to tease you and the people that are still rooting for Notre Dame for some reason, like, hey, good job against Syracuse. Yeah. Like they had the pit game a couple of years no, ago. No, you're, you're 100% right, by the way. And so this is one of those games in November. I'm like, oh, yeah, Notre Dame should be in the playoff. What about the 23-21 win against Syracuse, who's four and six? How yep. about that? How about is that is that a playoff team? So I'm going to take Notre Dame out right here, but I think in a squeaker, I'm going to say 27-24 Notre Dame. I, this team, trust me is prone to situational plays and yeah. you're going to see another one in a couple weeks when 
Notre Dame comes off that Stanford game, they'll probably be a bit beat up. And then they've got North Carolina. North Carolina doesn't play defense, but they're getting better at scoring points. And I think that could be another one of those trap games coming home. Um, you know, they, they've got Stanford at home, but they'll be at home again against mm-hmm. UNC. And they've also got Florida State on deck. So that's the old letdown look ahead sandwich there. Yep. I don't know. I think Notre Dame wins this game. I think they're the type of team this year that plays up or plays down, depending on the opponent. 31 21 is my final. Okay, fair enough. Do you have a lock for me? I do have a lock. The lock is always the the game that I would love for the team that I lock up against to actually win because I'm such a sure thing in college football. Yeah. I'm looking at the lines right now. Do you have the lines in front of you? In front of me, yeah. Texas is playing a powerhouse team in Kansas, a basketball powerhouse. Um, Don't do it. What's the line there? The line on the Texas-Kansas game is currently Texas minus 13 and a half. Okay. I I would give you 14 if you want 14. I will will happily take those 14 points. I think the Texas Longhorns, much in the way that I succeeded in picking with the Auburn Tigers last week at Kansas State— and with USC locking them up against Boston College, I think Texas blows Kansas out of the water. Lock of the week. Going off our grid of eight games, huh? I'm going off the grid because, look, I've been, I do the five games on Easy Call. I go with the eight or nine games, ten games, whatever it is that we do here on this show. But in terms of college football comedy, uh, a topic that you and I like to think that – is a, is a relevant form of entertainment during the season. There would be nothing funnier than Kansas and Charlie Weiss just upsetting or keeping it close and scaring the crap. Once again, you know who's not on the Texas roster this year? Case McCoy, <laughs> Kansas Jayhawk game savior. I thought you were going to say everyone. <laughs> That's, that is also true. So I'm taking, I'm taking Texas here confidently giving 14 points. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, Okay, and of the games we talked about, I'm going to say Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Lock of the week. Now, you picked Washington when we went through earlier. Okay. So I retract my statement. Washington is my lock of the week of the games we played. Lock of the week. Just want to make sure we get that right there. You can't pick one and then the other. I can't be counted on. All right. So I I hear what you're saying going off the grid a little bit because it is a a weird slate of games. If I'm picking from the eight we previewed. Yeah. My big one, the one I'm most confident in, even though they're on the road at night, UCLA. Wow. Lock of the week. If I'm going off the grid. Screaming on tonight's show. That's right. If I'm going off the grid. Yeah. And looking at a few other games, um, I'm not going to lock the I'm going to lock one of these up, but I'm not going to lock them both up. The first one that I would pay some attention to, and I know no one wants to, but um, Iowa is favored now by nine on the road against Purdue. Do not bring Iowa onto this show. I know you said you think Iowa's decent and they could be by the end of the year. Yeah, I don't trust Iowa. At all. How far tie? Okay. At all. All right. So Purdue getting nine at home. I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued by that special. The nooner. That's right. I'm intrigued by that. Okay. The other one that I think I'm going to lock up 
Um, Indiana had a huge win last week on the road at Missouri, beat an SEC team first time in like however many years. Classic letdown spot here. They are now, I believe, favored. Wow. Over Maryland. Is it is are they favored by Maryland? They're favored by four and a half at home against Maryland. I stand by my assertion that Maryland's a pretty good team. I think Maryland goes in there and uh, and beats them outright. Okay. Wow. Lock of the week. So much screaming. I would feel differently if Maryland didn't score with West Virginia a couple weeks ago, but they were able to put up some points on the board. Mm-hmm. And I think all across the board, Maryland's pretty solid. Maybe not like top echelon solid, but they're a solid like B team and Indiana is still too inconsistent for me. So Maryland goes in there, take them to win mm-hmm. outright, but certainly plus the four and a half. And I will lay the four points in the UCLA game against uh, ASU on the road on Thursday. Before we go patriotly lightning round, because it's sort of a week of like a ton of B minus games. Yeah. Can we do regular lightning round? We can do regular, a regular ass rounds, please. Northwestern Penn state. Northwestern's look real bad this year. Penn state has looked shaky on both sides of the ball at times. Thoughts. Nine and a half is that line. Wow. Yeah. Nine and a half, 10 points. Um, Oh God. Northwestern uglies it up. You took too long. North take the points. Penn state wins a heartbreaker because that's what Northwestern football is all about. Losing heartbreakers. Penn state ran the ball better last week. If they can get the ground game going, they're a better team. I'll, I'll lay the nine and a half. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Minnesota heading to, I, it appear, I don't know how they have a non-conference game this late in the season. Cause it's late September. Nope. Oh no. It's Mi- Michigan still in the big 10. Michigan is giving 12 points at home yet to score an offensive touchdown against a power five conference team, but they have a chance yet again. They've gone eight quarters without doing it. If we're going to continue to, to really think that Notre Dame is one of those teams that is on the level of a power five conference. Does Minnesota go into the big house and win this game? No, no. Michigan wins and covers the spread. Fair enough. Florida State, NC State. Any reason to believe distraction going on the road against an improved NC State? Dave Doran led Wolfpack team is is time for concern. No, no, I don't think so at all. Um, I will say that I don't think Florida State is nearly as unbeatable as I thought three weeks ago. But this is not the game. It could be a big letdown spot. This would be a Clemsoning of gargantuan proportion if it were to go down, but it's not going to happen. I like Florida State big. Conference to Clemson yourself in. Okay, fair enough. Colorado, an improved Colorado team that's been competitive. Going to Cal. Big letdown spot after the heartbreaking win. Heartbreaking loss, excuse me. That was almost super insulting to Cal fans. Yeah. Um, Cal wins the game. I, I like Cal here, but Colorado has shown fight so far this season, so... I'm guessing this is like, what, a 10-point spread? 14. 14. Yeah, I, w- I, think I, would, I think I would take Colorado here. I'm taking Colorado as well. You know who won this game last year? Not Cal. No. Colorado. I'm going Colorado here. I'm, I'm all in on long-term Buffaloes. Clemson, North Carolina. North Carolina's offense improved. Clemson, two beat up, down after Florida State. Clemson, minus 15. Any thoughts? I like Clemson a lot, especially with Deshaun Watson. I like Clemson big here. I think Watson's fantastic. I don't think he's as good as Bud Elliott. Our friend Bud from Tomahawk Nation, SB Nation says he's already better than Taj Boyd. Disagree. Disagree with that. Yeah. But I think Deshaun Watson is good. You want a game with a lot of points, Ty? Please. Duke, Miami. Hmm. There will be many points. Miami seven point favorites at home against a Duke team. That's looked really good this year. 
Yeah, that's a Miami line right there. That's in Miami. Miami coming off of a really emotional, dumb loss at Nebraska. Not dumb because Nebraska was better, but dumb in that they were penalized at the end for all sorts of infractions when they lost their cool. Is Miami better, seven points better even at home than a good Duke team? I think so. I say nay. I, I think so. I think they're able to run the football on Duke. I'm saying no. I'm saying Duke wins this outright, son. How about Duke runs the ball on Duke, huh? Oh, huh? I see what you, huh? 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 Okay. Last game I want to talk about before we get to the, the games that we actually really care about. Oregon State going on the road. An Oregon State team we don't know a ton about other than the fact that they haven't, they, they were slow against San Diego State. They almost lost to Portland State. They, uh, Hawaii stuck around. We don't really know how good Oregon State is. They're actually playing a good team early on uh, in USC. Do you buy Oregon State at all, or are they still sort of incomplete? I think they're incomplete. Um, I think USC is better than that Boston College loss a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. And my thought is that now they've had a chance to reset, to come back home. I, I like USC to win this one by, I don't know, 14 to 17. Yeah, USC is giving 10 points. I like Oregon State. I like their coaching staff. I like Mannion. I don't think they're built to beat USC specifically. I don't think they have the depth. I don't think they have the offensive line or the running game that Boston College was able to use to exploit some deficiencies and depth issues that USC has on defense. It's also not at Oregon State. I think USC corrects some things after a week off. So now we have the time to get into the games that we would really like to discuss. Oh. Yeah, it's time for that Pat League. Georgetown, Colgate, early game. Georgetown 2-2, two and two, of course, they've got that live bulldog. Of course, our friend Nicole Auerbach would love to be a live bulldog, but dreams don't always come true. Colgate, you've liked the toothpaste. Georgetown, up and down season thus far, 2-2. Two and two, Has not played a Patriot League game yet. That changes yeah. this week. Who do you think wins this Patriot League league opener? Wow. So Georgetown Colgate. Georgetown Colgate. It's being it's in the friendly confines of the Colgate nest, the coal nest, the coal nest. Right. I am going to say I like Georgetown here. Now we're talking about a Colgate team coming off a win over the big red of Cornell. Does yeah. that change anything for you? Probably not. Yeah. So you're going you're going. I'm going to go Georgetown here, here. Yeah. on the road. Monmouth, this is an outside of the Pat Lee game, traveling to Lehigh. Lehigh 0-3, winless at home. Lehigh's terrible this year, Dan. Lehigh's not so good. Although I am marrying into Lehigh stock, therefore I must go Mountain Hawks. You're going Mountain Hawks stock. That's right. Hawk stock as a work. I'm going to I'm going to disagree because the first time I ever went to a horse race track was the Monmouth track. Yeah. OK. So I have history there. My uncle almost won like 10 grand. Wow. Um, so I'm going Monmouth here. I think the Mouthers take it on the road. Uh, Lehigh, come on. You're embarrassing yourselves. Fordham, Holy Cross, New York City's true team going to take on the Crossaders at the Cross Dome. Who do you feel like wins this game? Does Fordham stand a chance of winning on the road? It is their first league game. Thoughts? I'm a big Fordham believer this year, Dan. After last week, you have to be. I'm a big Fordham believer, and I'm just waiting for them to put FU up on the Empire State Building. It's going to happen any day now, of course. The Crossaders lose in ugly fashion to Harvard last week. I feel like they are down, down, down on their year. Your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Fordham here. Fordham big is what I'm saying. Wagner, of course, this is non-conference, traveling to America's team, the Lafayette Lepers, 1-2 and two on the season, of course, but undefeated at 1-0 at home, another non-con. Do you like Wagner at all? No. No. Got to go Lafayette here. Got to go Leopards. 
Now, Wagner, of course, went to the unfriendly confines of Georgetown and laid waste to them week one. Fun fact about Wagner, they have not played a home game yet and will not all of the month of September. Was that Wagner-Georgetown game the one that was in the Tokyo Dome? That was the one in the Tokyo Dome, and they're still cleaning up after that mess. Yeah, that was a big one. If there's anything you need to know about Far East Asia, they love Georgetown football. I mean, they had Cy performing at halftime of that game. It was huge. That's true. That is true. All the way there coming from South Korea. Your thoughts in this game, Wagner, their fourth straight road game. Is this when they can put it together? Of course, they're one and two on the season. Yeah, I don't like Wagner's quarterback, um, Bob Apple Smith. Bob Applesmith. And uh, I think Lafayette's got a better edge defensively. Let's go Lafayette Leopards. I could not agree with you more. Uh, I'm going with Lafayette here. America's team once again. And finally, the Battle of the Nels. I wish we had some music or some audio from the the film Nell with Jodie Foster. Cornell Bucknell. Yeah. Nell Cup. Big Red against Big Buys. Yep. Thoughts? Bucknell 3-0, undefeated at home. Cornell, week in and week out since last week, have played games. They are 0-1 on the season. Game is in Bucknell. Sitting at number one in the Pat League. I think I'm going to go Bucknell here, Dan. Yeah? I am a bit intimidated by the bear snarling the giant red C in the Cornell logo. True. They did lose, though, last week to the Colgate Raiders. However, the Bucknell Bisons got a distinct Boise State feel to it, just the way it's designed, and Boise State clearly has been a successful program over the years. So I think Bucknell conjures its inner Boise State and wins this game. I'm looking at Cornell's schedule right now, and they do not indicate how much the cheapest tickets are on StubHub, but... There is one game where they do against Harvard. The over-under is $40. Yeah. Available seats against Harvard. Do you think $40 is too much or too little to pay? That's too little. It's got to be higher than that. It's $47. Gets you into the gates to see the Big Red take on the Crimson of Harvard. Yeah, I believe it. Big week last week in the Pat League. I don't know how you replicate it this week, but I feel like if there's anything we've learned about the Pat League, it's that they will always surprise us. They will always astound us. They will always make us believe in bigger, better things for college football. Who are you going with here? Oh, I'm going with Bucknell. Always, always riding with the Bison. We also got some notes this week that I want to go through in a lightning round fashion. Can we go through them very quickly? We got about five minutes left here. I got five minutes. And first of all, if our friend Brandon Huffman is listening to this this show while he's at a high school football game, what's up, Brandon? Congratulations on the promotion. What's up, dog? This is from Steven. As an Aggie, should I be more concerned about the Aggies' ability, and this is a Texas A&M Aggie, to stop the run or the pass against Arkansas this week? I think Arkansas's pass kind of stops itself. That's true. So clearly the running game, because that's the primary weapon. Like if they're the Death Star, their primary weapon is the running game with Alex Collins. So you got to worry about that first and foremost. This comes from Jordan. Before smartphones, people used to leave away messages on AOL Instant Messenger before leaving the dorm to go wherever. What was your away message style? What minimum number of messages did you hope to receive while gone? I can answer that question, but I'd like to hear yours first. Wow. I had smileys and emoticons. Did not do emoticons, but I had a variety of quotes from songs. That was me. That was me. Um, a bunch of those, some killers lyrics. Wow. Yeah. It's not confidential. I've got potential. That's what I'm talking about here. Wow. Had a couple of those much along the lines of what we do here. 
Yeah. And I know you'll find this hard to believe. Mm-hmm. A lot of sarcasm in my away messages. Who could have even believed it? I kind of feel like in my younger day, I overthought the away message and put a little too much into it. It'll happen. You know, that was like my call sign. So, yeah, um, I was big on the song lyrics. Never got too mushy with it. Yeah. You know, always a little bit more of the inspirational variety. And mm-hmm. uh, when I wasn't doing that, I was probably a little too sarcastic. Sure. I went I went emo quotes. And sometimes when I was feeling a little bit saucy and like like a 19 year old idiot, you put one of those links like, oh, this is like a super adorable picture. Oh, my God. You guys got to see this. And then it's a disgusting picture. Yeah. Yeah. It is a disgusting, overly sexualized picture. The so. uh, old bait and switch. The old bait and switch, as they say, Dan, breakfast food. This is from Mike is my favorite type of food. I respect that, by the way. I'm starting to love more and more Mexican food. Give me something mixing the two not called huevos rancheros. It's okay to get a little weird with it. Here's my recommendation. One, breakfast tacos. I would scramble up some taco meat, be it chorizo, be it regular taco meat, be it whatever, with some cilantro and onions. Throw some some hot sauce, whether it be sriracha. I'll explain what that is to you later. Thank you. Or some salsa. I think breakfast tacos are the way to go. Breakfast tacos and coffee, a breakfast burrito and coffee. If you've got some beans, it is just fantastic. Next question. When will the solid verbal quit dancing around and announce the verbies will be hosted in the beautiful boogie down Bronx at Fordham University? We're mm. waiting on that letter to come in. Yeah. We are simply waiting for that We're letter. Just to waiting come for in. the uh, reservation to go through. This comes from Jeffrey. Why does Dan pronounce the word bison with a hard Z instead of an S? Have I been saying it wrong all these years? The schools that are the bison, namely North Dakota State, insist that it's a Z instead of an S sound. So I respect that. Okay. Ty's Buffalo Chicken Salad. This comes from our friend Zach. Experience got me thinking. Have you guys ever done a salad dressing power rankings? Ooh. Ty, do you go heavy with your dressings? I feel like you go heavier with your, your mayo-based, your ranch, your Thousand Island. No, Russian. no, I'm big on uh, oil and vinegar. Oil and vinegar, vinaigrette. I'm a late bloomer to vinaigrettes. Yeah, I'm, I like, I'm big I on the uh, vinegar and vinaigrettes. Also, don't mind the sort of ginger sesame Asian direction. I'm, okay. I'm sure you don't as well. No, it's fine. There yeah, it I'm, is. I'm not a big fan of the Thousand Island, but for the most part, I'm I'm willing. To, I have to think a little bit more in depth about power rankings, but definitely the vinegar family will be atop my power rankings. This from Jeremy. What is the worst day that either of you have been on? Does anything stick out to you as being particularly awful that maybe we have not broached on the show? Worst date. Worst date. Man, I got to think about that one. Went on a date a few months ago with a girl who was a little bit racist. Yeah, no, that's not good. When she was a, she was, and honestly, and it was against proud Asian Americans. And I could not have that if I was going to keep up this show with you. That's right. I was not going to have have to think about that one. This comes from Kevin, who is saying, who was telling us his menu. Last week was grilled and fried shrimp in Tallahassee with chicken, cheese, jalapeno, salsa, nachos. Next home game will be bacon wrapped, spicy grilled chicken tenders via my better half special marinade. I am I'm a little bit worried about the phrase my better half special marinade. But yeah, I want to see those pictures. And that is, is going to do it for all of our, our Facebook yes. messages and comments. I'm a big fan of these comments. We're going to ask them then again for these at a later date. But uh Gotta love the interaction and engagement, Ty. I will close out with this. Yeah, you had something for the show. Uh, We've got an email here from a gentleman by the name of Taylor. Okay. This email is titled Cat's Bump Weekly Update. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I mentioned before that uh, a gentleman by the name of Taylor was Mm -hmm. emailing us, letting us know where Cat's was playing on on a weekly basis. 
I do have another question for you, Ty, after the cats. Continue. He came up with um, something called the cats bump. Mm -hmm. And he says for a refresher, a team eligible for a cats bump is located within 50 miles of a cats performance. Okay. Last week, the cats bump went two and one. For the year, the cats bump is six and one. Whoa. This week's eligible games are Old Dominion versus Middle Tennessee, Northwestern at Penn State. Ooh. And uh, Kansas State versus UTEP. So we'll have to keep our eyes peeled to see if the cat's bump can become a thing. Might have to get a, a cat's meow on here. That would be. I'm vetoing that right now. Yeah. Okay. Final, my, final topic, please. Here's my question for you. This came up while we were watching the games last week. I hadn't heard this song. I'd seen the video, but it was on mute or something. And my friend Caitlin asked me, thinking I would like this song. I want to know if you like this song. Because it's a it's a top forty hit apparently. I'm, I'm very really going to ask you this because you you listen to this top forty music on your way to and from work. Correct? Very opinionated on top forty music. Are you all about that bass? I am all about the bass, Dan. I wasn't initially. Little and Megan Trainer. That's what I. It's a great video. No treble. No treble. Speaking my language, Dan. It was so. Were you instantly all in on? I was all being in about yeah. that bass, and I, I I wasn't into like the whole macy gray slash fantasia barino voice going on there right it's the 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 verses are very emotionless which i'm turned off to it's kind of got like a nasal like tone to it right but it's catchy yeah we'll see when when she's doing the i don't like that i but then the hook is good the hook is good that that for lack of a better term hooked me in so what's it's megan what megan trainer Megan Trainer. Yeah. I think we I think we both agree on this. Okay. That's all I have. Because I you know, I was new to the song and now I'm in. There you have it. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, for commenting, for mm-hmm. writing in, letting us know about the cat's bump, which is just tremendous. Thank you, Taylor. Right. Our locks again to summarize. We've got Chris the Capper going with Washington outright over Stanford. Also likes Arkansas. Yep. Dan, you've got a Washington in a squeaker to cover an eight point spread. Correct. As well. You've also got Texas minus 14 on the road at Kansas. Yeah. Because you're hoping to be wrong. Uh, I don't know about that. I've got Maryland plus four and a half on the road over Indiana. And I've also got UCLA minus four mm-hmm. on the road. Ooh. Yeah, I'm taking two road teams this week. Picante. There you have it. Thanks again for listening to the Solid Verbal. 408-Verbal-1 is the phone number. That's 408-837-2251. Hit us up on solidverbal at gmail.com. Post all of your tailgating photos on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash solidverbal. Mm-hmm. Do follow our mischief on Twitter, Daniel. Yeah, do that. For that guy over there, Dan Rubenstein. For myself, Ty Hildenbrand. Thanks again for tuning in to the Solid Verbal college football podcast. We'll catch you all on Sunday. Stay solid. Peace.